Hey friend, welcome to Friday's episode of Enough for Today and congratulations on surviving, thriving, flourishing, journeying with Jesus through another week and we come to a great weekend. We are going to welcome to Emmanuel uh, Morris Gleiser this weekend. In fact, he gets in today. We will have a men's prayer breakfast tomorrow morning. Great food, great fellowship, and a leadership challenge from Brother Gleiser, Morris. And then Morris will preach for us Sunday morning and Sunday night, and then we will live stream a special message on Monday night. Uh, finally, I want to really encourage you, uh, as uh, wherever you are and wherever this broadcast finds you, to be a part of groups at Emmanuel. We have on-site groups and we have e-groups. And so whether you live near or far, whether you are attending in person or only online, uh, you can be a part of a group. Go to ebcnewington.com forward slash groups to register and you'll find all the details there. It's a great way to grow in God's grace and to meet other folks that will encourage you in your faith. I want to encourage you to join us on Sunday, either live stream or, on, or, or in person, and, uh, and then Monday as well with Morris in the evening. And so we're just going to have a great, great weekend. We're in Psalm 35, and David's praying for justice. He's praying for God to plead his cause. He's praying for God's vengeance to step in to where David's being victimized by his enemies, probably Saul. So we left off yesterday in verse 3 where David says to God, Say to my soul, I am thy salvation. God, I need to hear you remind me that I'm in your care. I need to hear you remind me that you've got this and that you've got me. I need you to relieve me, Lord, assure me, give me confidence, give me strength. What a powerful prayer. What a wonderful God that would do that. Well, look at verse 4. Let them, David's praying about his enemies, let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Now, let me, let me pause here and set a little context. First of all, we already said David's pleading for his enemies, that God would plead with them. That's verse 1. But in the event that they're not repentant, David is now praying that God would be vindicated himself. This is not just a selfish prayer for, for personal protection. David understands that he is, in this case, on, on God's side. Where truth and justice lands and honesty and purity, that's where David stands with God. Because he has been appointed and anointed the next king of Israel, Saul doesn't want to accept that, and so Saul is chosen to rebel in defiance against God. So as David says, God, let this happen to me, defend me, avenge me, what he's really saying in big picture is, God, uh, protect your promise, your word, your plan. Vindicate yourself is really what he's praying. And I also want to say that I, to me there's a sense in which... Um, David is praying this, um, how do I say this? He is, it, it's almost as though it's a foregone conclusion and he's praying for it to happen sooner than later and that he is building up and encouraging himself in the eventual reality. That's what I, that's what I want you to grasp. He's not praying in doubt that this might not happen. He's praying from the understanding that he knows it will happen and he would like God to like expedite the process. I believe that he is, um, it's like when we pray, Lord, come back. 
What are we praying when we say, Lord, even so, Lord Jesus, come? First of all, we're praying like Scripture prays. But secondly, what we're saying is, God, like, vindicate. Like, do it. Bring justice. Um, the backside of that prayer means many people don't repent. And so, if you think about it, that, that even so, Lord Jesus, come, could be considered a selfish prayer, except for the fact that what we're praying is, God, let your will be done. Even so, Lord Jesus, come, doesn't speed up God's timetable, but it does assure and comfort our hearts in the fact that he promised that he would, and that until he does, he is our hope, our help, and our salvation. That's why I say I believe David is praying this as much to assure himself as anything else. This reality is a foregone conclusion. It is an eventual reality. He will be vindicated. He just doesn't know when or how. And so by praying this prayer and rehearsing these details in this poem in written form, what is he doing? He is building himself up in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. This is why journaling, this is why writing a prayer, this is why rehearsing these verses like this is assuring to you and to me. Because if you're the victim of injustice, if you're the victim of hardship right now, when you pray a prayer like this, you're building up your own soul and waiting on the Lord and uh, trusting that he will arise to your defense. So in that vein, let's read this. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. God, confound them, confuse them. What a great prayer. Lord, when people are plotting against me as I do your will, I'm asking you to confound them, confuse them, um, bring their plans into uh, into uh, into total confusion, disorient them, um, and God can do that. And I, I believe I've seen Him do that a number of times. I won't go into details. Um, let them be confounded. Uh, let them be turned back. Let them be brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Verse five. Let them be as chaff before the wind. God, make them weak. Blow away their plans. Scatter them disconnect them, disband them. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Drive them away, God. Let their way be dark and slippery. You know, David is just praying, disrupt. God, be a cosmic, divine disruptor. Let their way be dark and slippery and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. The angel is the messenger. God, send reinforcements. God, step into this as my defense, drive them back, hold them back, keep them back, mess up their plans, mess up their ideas, uh, darken their thoughts, make their way slippery, uh, drive them away. All of this would have given David great assurance. All of this is David rehearsing that really his ultimate salvation, his ultimate safety and security is in the hands of God. We learn so much about prayer. We learn so much about vengeance and justice. We live in a day that's crying, fight for your rights, fight for your way, get your way, you know, protect your liberty. My friend, God is the protector of your liberty. God is the vindicator wherever you have been uh, maligned. 
wherever you have been hurt, wherever you have received injustice or prejudice or uh, victimization, don't get caught up in trying to vindicate yourself or take vengeance into your own hands. It is a waste of time and energy. It's a diversion of your life off of the course that God wants to bring you on, to bring you to flourishing and fruit, fruitfulness and blessing. Let God be your vindicator and stay the course. He is a good confuser of your enemies. We'll leave it there for Friday. Join us on Sunday, and if not, I'll see you on Monday.